Well, let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, source of all wisdom and understanding, be present with us who take counsel for the ministry here at St. Anne's Church, for the renewal and mission of your church. Teach us in all things to seek first your honor and glory. Guide us to perceive what is right and grant us both the courage to pursue it and the grace to accomplish it. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Behind your ballot, you will find the agenda for today's meeting, which looks longer than this will actually take. Uh, the way that most of these voting is going to happen, the election for officers, you will fill out the ballot. All of the other resolutions for appointments um, and adoption of the minutes, those kind of things will be handled by unanimous consent so that we don't need a whole bunch of motions and seconds. And so unless when I say something there's an objection, then it will be considered pass. If somebody objects, then which we're not going to do, uh, requires a whole bunch of debate and things like that. Anyway, here we go. The first order on the business is to, uh, without objection, to appoint Kathy Hazard as secretary for the annual meeting. So moved. Without objection, we will adopt the agenda before you as the agenda for our meeting. And without objection, it stands approved. We will appoint Kathy Hazard as clerk of the vestry. And without objection, she is reappointed. Congratulations, Kathy. Without objection, I will appoint James Bryant to serve as treasurer and Tim Munn as assistant treasurer. <laughs> Without objection, because he really loves the job, uh, you're appointed again. Thank you, James and Tim, for all of your work throughout the year. Now we're already on number six of the agenda, the election. So if you'll turn to the front page of your ballot, you will see that there is uh, one nominee for warden and there are three nominees for the positions on the vestry. Please circle the appropriate people or if there are people to be written in, you may do so as well. And when you've completed your ballot, if you raise your ballot in the air, Deacon Allen will uh, collect them all for me. <laughs> and there are, should be pens in your pews if you don't have one on, attached to the visitor card in your pew and if you really like your pen you can keep it because we have hundreds of St. Anne's pens so that's your gift for coming to the annual meeting everybody gets a pen Uh, yes, and I filled it out ahead of time. And thank you. And as those ballots are being collected, we will move through the other items on the agenda. In your packet is last year's minutes, and I know you all remember 
the details of last year's meeting right at the forefront of your mind. So if you would review those minutes and if there are any changes we need to make, you may raise your hand. Otherwise, without objection, the minutes from last year will stand approved. And hearing no objection. Thank you, sir. Oh, and the elections are already in. And the winners are Warden Gary Sorensen. Thank you, Gary, for your willingness to serve. Serving on the vestry, James Bryant, Bonnie Rydell, and Lee Lamka. Uh, Lee and Charlene are not here because Charlene is not feeling well. Uh, so please uh, keep them all in your prayers. But thank you, James and Bonnie and Lee, for your willingness uh, to serve on the vestry. It's much appreciated. And don't forget to take all of your lawn signs down for your campaign by the end of the week. <laughs> Moving on to number eight on the agenda, and I'll explain this, why we do this. Uh, the parish has two options when it comes to electing our delegates for convention. You can either do it now at your annual meeting, or we can do it several months from now um, and allow the vestry to do it. The advantage of allowing the vestry to do it is what usually happens is the volunteers who say they can go now, come June, can't, and then you can't substitute new people. And so allowing the vestry to do it allows us to ask people closer to convention who we know can go and then allow the vestry to um, certify that slate. So without objection, we will authorize the vestry to elect three delegates for a convention and three alternates. Hearing no objection, so ordered. And uh, regarding convention, since we're on that topic, um, we should be hearing from the standing committee soon. Um, they indicated in their last communique that it's likely that convention would get pushed from summertime uh, to October again, uh, which was the original date of convention, I guess. Uh, but we'll be hearing more from them uh, on that in their communications to us. Now on to number nine with the rector's report. And there are just a couple things that I wanted to, to bring to your attention. Certainly, I think we'd all agree that 2020 was a year like none other with all of the things that went down. Um, the year started out great. We had made it through uh, almost the complete first quarter. And if you remember, we were thanking Sherry uh, for her years of service. We had her retirement party. And that was the last Sunday we were in person in church, which led then to all of the COVID shutdowns and uh, the adaptations that had to be made. Uh, again, I want to thank all of you uh, for your flexibility in the process. I know we really didn't have any choice in the matter, uh, but as is typical with things here at St. Anne's, everybody just rolled with it. 
Um, and I want to thank uh, Lisa and Charlene for their work with me during that time in uh, allowing the live stream to happen. And uh, thank you to all those who were able to join in. We know adapting to the technology was challenging for some people and everybody went with it and worked through it and we did the best that we could uh, to stay connected with one another in the midst of that shutdown. Certainly we're still working through the effects of that year. Um, interestingly enough when we looked at 2020 as I did the uh, fun parochial report to submit to the church Attendance, uh, Sunday attendance, which is a number they track, um, they asked us to only count through the end of March or to a certain date in March because of the pandemic, uh, the National Church. And actually, if you count the time that they collect for the report, Sunday attendance was up one person over the year before, uh, which any increase or holding stable um, is really an accomplishment. If you look at church trends, uh, Sunday attendance as it's tracked is down, mainly because people's frequency of attending is down, whereby people used to go every week is no longer the case in a lot of situations, and that drives the average number down. But we were on track. Um, it seemed to be ahead of that number or at pace with that number, and then we had the pandemic, but with the numbers in person and the numbers on the live stream, we weren't far behind that number, all things considered. Um, so we're going to have to see what the, this year brings. Certainly, it's going to be challenging throughout the year until everybody gets vaccinated, that we're really in a position where things are going to be probably uncertain until the fall. You know, normally I would also give a large report of all the things that the different ministries achieved through the year. Uh, unfortunately, most of them were all suspended because of the limitations. Um, and in reality, I would suspect that before we're really able to resume uh, nursing home ministries, the jail, community meal, men's group, women's group, we're probably looking at September at the earliest for those events really uh, resuming in the way that they had. That's just, we need the sufficient vaccination and depending on how the vaccine rollout continues to go, there's a possibility that it'll be into next year before those mass gatherings ministries uh, can really resume safely. Uh, so we will be resuming the ministries. Uh, we long to resume the ministries, uh, but we also have to do it in a manner that keeps everyone safe. Uh, so please do keep praying about that and encourage everybody to get their vaccines and to follow the guidelines uh, so we can move forward out of this. If we look at some of the numbers that we look at um, as far as what happened last year, it was a year where we had no baptisms, there were no weddings, there were no confirmations, uh, and there were seven funerals. Uh, it's not unusual to have no weddings. Uh, it's been a few years, at least three probably, since we've had a wedding here. And in fact, if you look at the numbers of weddings um, throughout the diocese, even have been declining over the years. That in 2018, only 64 weddings happened in the diocese as a whole. That's not even one per parish. Um, but that goes along with uh, some of the cultural shifts where pe less and less people are getting married. Uh, and that is being seen in the church as well. 
So as we look at this year to come, um, oh, one other thing about 2020 that I wanted to, to remind you, the parish was fortunate uh, to participate in the Paycheck Protection Program offered by the government, uh, which did allow some infusion of cash at a much needed time of uncertainty. We did receive about $20,000, a little over that, um, which allowed us to continue to operate without having to make any staffing changes, without needing to take any additional money out of investments and things like that. So we were really fortunate to receive that. We're working with the bank now in the process to have that forgiven, whereby we would not have to pay that back. And by all means, we've met the qualification for that, so there should be no reason that we would not be forgiven. Uh, but we haven't heard back from them yet because the government keeps changing the requirements and every time they change the requirements, the bank says, we're going to wait because it's getting easier for you to be forgiven. They did also open up a second round of that Paycheck Protection Program, which we just applied for. And so there's a possibility that in 2021 we could receive money within the next week or so as well, uh, which would be a great help to us. Uh, the criteria is that you had to show a 25% reduction of your 2020 income over 2019 in one quarter of the year, which we did in the third quarter of 2020. Income was down 33% over the year before. So if we can get the money to give us some breathing room, um, please keep that in your prayers and I will keep you all posted um, as the application process unfolds. So as we look to this year, there's normally I'd, I'd like to have a, a real detailed plan to be able to lay out and tell you exactly how everything is going to go and all the weeks it's going to happen on. Um, the best I can do is say most of the stuff we just have no idea. <laughs> we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, which is supporting one another, worshiping the Lord, and continuing um, as best we can to do the ministries that we're able to do. And then we're going to wait and see what unfolds uh, in the year to come. We can trust that God's got uh, everything under control, whether we understand the whole uh, plan or not, or the timing. And our job is to just support one another, to continue in prayer, and we'll continue to do the things that we're able to do. Um, as has always been uh, the custom, as I said, people here are, are really flexible, which I really appreciate, and we'll just have to address the new things as they come up, or any uncertainty as they come up, we will just discuss them and figure out a way moving forward. That's the best I can uh, offer at this time. Um, with that transition uh, and uncertainty, we also know that there is a transition in leadership at the diocese as well. The bishop's resignation is effective February 1st. As of that date, the standing committee is in charge of all the things that the bishop used to do, except they can't ordain people and they can't confirm people. Uh, everything else falls to them, and we will be hearing from them uh, throughout the year. If you're not on the diocesan email list and want to be, if you let me or Jody know, uh, we'll work to get you on that 
list so that you receive the communications or they are posted on our Facebook site as well. Um, we have no idea yet from the standing committee how long the process of a bishop's election would take, although it's customary that that process takes 12 to 18 months. Um, so it could realistically be next February or beyond before the new bishop is consecrated and installed. I will certainly keep you posted as the process goes on and ask you to continue to pray um, for the diocese, to pray for the standing committee in their role as the ecclesiastical authority during this time. Uh, and in the midst of that, we're going to still continue to do what we're going to do. Um, you know, that's the ministry of the parish is, is going to continue. We're going to work together. We're going to pray together. And that's going to be the case uh, no matter who, who the bishop is. And the diocese will elect a new bishop, and they'll elect a new bishop after that. And that's just the way that it works. So we're in this period of transition. There may be some bumps in the road, but together in prayer, with God's help, we will get through it. So, beyond that, there aren't any major things to, to really update you on. Um, all I can ask is that you continue uh, to pray for me. I'll continue to pray for you, and we'll work together with God to do the work here in Amsterdam. Because pandemic or not, change of bishop or not, political uh, disruptions or not, the work that we need to do here in Amsterdam remains the same. There are people who still need to be served. There are people who still don't need know the Lord, who need to know Jesus, who need to be welcomed here to worship. That remains constant uh, no matter all the other storms around us. And I think if we can keep our eyes focused on the mission, no matter the storm around us, then we will do well. Uh, if we get caught up in the storm, then the mission is going to to suffer in the midst of that. Um, so may we all commit together to keep our eyes focused on the Lord and the mission, and together, with God's help, we will get through this. Then before the closing prayer, I want to invite James and Gary to come forward um, for a couple thank yous we would like to make. And if uh, someone could see if Don is in the parish hall and ask him to join us, please. He must have listened on the speaker. He's eavesdropping again. All right. You have the floor.
deacons who really stepped up, kept the body focused and um, building that relief. And we just want to, as the ministry and members of the parish, we just want to <coughs> acknowledge them in a small way. Don, who's been, we all know, does something job around here. Um, Charlie, who happened not to be here. And Deacon Alan and Deacon Mary Carroll. Pass that on to Jody um, since she's not here on Sunday. Um, <laughs> thank you. Okay. And I will make sure one gets to Charlene. So thank you, Don. We appreciate it. Um, yes, when I was nervous at home, panicking uh, that things weren't going to work out, and you know that I'm so super important that everything's going to be a disaster if I'm not there. Uh, lo and behold. Everything was perfect, uh, and, and the deacons, and Don, and Jody, and Charlene, and the priests who filled in. Everybody did what they needed to do. Uh, the worship was wonderful, and once I could calm down, it, it was much a relief to me to know uh, everything was in order. Um, and so the vestry, and I concur, feel it's important that we give acknowledgement to those who, who stepped up. So thank you, everyone. Thanks, Gary. Um, Gary would like me to tell you, yes, if you haven't noticed, uh, there's a new sign out front, um, which, and, and I'll just briefly tell you how that came to be. That's something that the Vestry has talked about for years, that it would be beneficial to be able to get more information out to people, uh, and the sign was limited by the number of letters you could uh, put on there. Um, and it was always really expensive, like $20,000 plus, in order to do it. Um, so we contacted the sign company because our wooden part of the sign needed to be repainted after all of these years because the gold leaf fades. And um, So they gave me the price to repaint it and they said, well, have you ever thought about getting an LED sign? And I said, well, every year since about 2015, we've thought about it. And he said, well, there's a fire department in Fulton County that bought these signs and when they came, they're not what they wanted and the company won't take them back. So we'll give them to you at the cost $5,000 and we won't charge you for installation. So we got the new sign repainted. They came and put um, this, the signs in. And if you haven't seen it, uh, please do take a look. The color scheme of the wooden sign was changed to black where the gold leaf letter stands out a lot more. And it looks great with the LED sign and you can see it from blocks away, um, multiple messages that were able to get the work word out. So the vestry thought that this was an opportunity for something that we've talked about for years that helps us get the word out to the community of the ways in which the ministries here might serve them. So if you haven't noticed it yet, uh, please do take a look. The light fixtures also got replaced in that process, so it's nice and bright at night, and it's really bright during the day, and you can read it from, from a distance. So. Um, 
Thank you to the vestry for supporting that, uh, and we hope that it will help get the word out to people. Been good for my marriage too. He's really wanted to sign for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to the city for allowing us to get it because we needed a zoning variance, uh, which they granted. I think that is all that needs to come before us. So with that, let us pray. O God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, give us grace seriously to lay to heart the great dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly union and concord, that as there is but one body and one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, so we may be all of one heart and of one soul, united in one holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And without objection, our annual meeting stands adjourned. Thank you all.